Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Every once in a while, we got to religious people. There are 720 churches in Charlotte. I'm sure we can find one where you can stuff your face. Shut up. Quit pointing out the problem. Men will be proud, arrogant, abusive. You watch some of today's rock star pastors, and you will see every characteristic Paul listed played out in vivid detail on the church stage. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Okay, here's the theory. I'm going to try to walk up to a young person and simply ask them on a scale of 1 to 10, how convinced are they of their religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs? Let's see what they say. And then, even if they say it's a 1, I don't care, I'm going to ask them to impose their beliefs on me. I want them to convert me. And I suspect what we will hear, as we've heard in the past, I don't want to impose my beliefs on you. And I will ask them and I will plead with them, please, no, no, no. I'm asking you. I'm not asking I'm not asking you to beat me up or to, or to put me on a rack and confess whatever it is that you believe. I am asking you to share with me what you believe. And I wonder if it will be an awkward moment because people have bowed to the whole idea that you cannot impose your beliefs on somebody else because that's mean. And it also happens to be just a great big out, doesn't it? I mean really. How many evangelism programs these days talk about we don't want to impose our beliefs on people. We don't want to we don't want to hit people over the head with the Bible. What else is that except I think a devil's scheme to keep people from actually proclaiming the gospel? Cuz frankly we'd like excuses, wouldn't we? All right. There's a young man walking this way intently. Young man, how far are you walking, may I ask? It may take me 2 minutes. 2 minutes. Can I talk to you on the radio while you're walking? You don't need to slow down or anything. Here's what I want to ask you, young man. What's your first name, by the way? What's this, what's this thing going on? It's called Wretched Radio. Matches the t-shirt here. See the shirt? Uh-huh. All right. Here's what I wanted to ask you. On a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. 1 being not at all, 10 being very, very convinced, how convinced are you of your religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs? Uh, I don't care, actually. <laughs> that would be a one. Yes. Is that right? Maybe. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> You're a Georgia Tech guy. You're a numbers guy, I'm guessing, right? Yes, I am. Okay, the way I would put this is... I believe in uh, more morality, religion, if you would call it that way. All right. Well, how convinced are you of whatever that is that you believe? On a scale of one to ten... I don't really believe it at all. No, I'm really sold out. I really believe what I believe. Probably five. Five? Okay, so tell me, do you do you have a particular religious belief? Yes, I'm Hindu. Oh, you're Hindu? Fab. That's interesting. So tell me, as a Hindu, what do you believe about God in the afterlife? Well, like I told you, I don't particularly go by what... Hindu teachings say it's like God is some amorphous entity out there which who looks after you that's pretty much it some amorphous entity so it's does your does your God dwell any place is he in a certain location it's everywhere everywhere that, that's why I called it amorphous ah is that what that means that's why I called it that way ah so amorphous means every place well I didn't 
Okay, here's what, here's, what I, here's what I'd like to ask you to do. All right? Let's see if, if you're willing to do this. If I asked you, I'd like to believe exactly what you believe, would you please give me a reason to do that? Would you try to convert me to Hinduism? Okay, whatever I just told you about isn't exa- necessarily Hinduism. Whatever it is you believe. Uh, I like you. You're a nice guy. I want to believe what you believe. Convert me. I wouldn't try to convert you. I believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. Let's all be happy. I know, but I, I think I'd be happier believing what you believe. So go ahead. I'm asking you, please convert me. And then maybe I'll be able to walk as fast as you. What are you? Are you on the speed walking team? <laughs> oh, I'm walking too fast for you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Con- so convert me. I, I'm. I'm asking you, please. I'll, I'll start with what do you believe in? Well, I'm a Christian. What kind? A biblical Christian. So what do you believe in? Well, I believe that there is a God who exists in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I believe that the Bible and my conscience tells me that I've broken God's laws. I'm a a sinner. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm a bad person. I'm not born good. I'm born bad. And I've broken God's laws, like I'm guessing you have, like lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, stealing? No, but yeah. Uh, lusting? <laughs> okay. Okay. I presume you've done that before, correct? Yeah, so? Okay, well, that's what makes us sinners. Okay. So I believe that God is angry at sin and he's angry at sinners for breaking his laws because he's created us, he's made us, he's given us everything that we've ever enjoyed, including air, which mm-hmm. I could use more of right now. And because of that, he must judge us. And if he judged me, I know for a fact that I would deserve hell. I would deserve to be sent to a very bad place because I've broken his laws. But he's also good, and he's kind, and he desires to save people. But in order to do that and still be just, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be punished on my behalf. He took the punishment I deserve by being beaten and hit and spat upon And then hung on a cross, taking the wrath of God on my behalf. A good man dying for me, a bad man. Mm -hmm. And that good news caused me to repent, which means to say you're sorry and turn from your sins and to put your trust in Jesus. And because of that, I believe that he's forgiven me and granted me everlasting life because of what Jesus did. That's what I believe. Then I would ask you, do you really believe in this complicated thingy that if it's such a powerful person, why would he actually I mean, does it make sense to give someone else the punishment that you deserve? Well, does it make sense? I Whether it makes sense or not, what I know is that it, it certainly is good, and it certainly is kind, and it isn't something I deserve, so I would say it's very loving. Well, that's good. Actually, I'm Gotta go. See ya. See ya. Goodbye. Frankly, I don't care that he didn't try to convert me. And thanks for asking, young man. All right, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Hey, young man, where are you walking right now? Could I walk with you and talk to you on the radio? Sure. Cool. What's your first name, young man? David. David, how do you do? Where are you from? I am from Lawrenceville. Oh, you're right down the street here. Yeah, I am. And you're you're, so you lived here your whole life, is that right? Uh, I have. Yes. You don't have much of an accent. I've heard that before. Yeah. If people, you ask someone from like Canada or something, I do though. Is I, that right? I traveled to Toronto and they said they knew I was 
as soon as I spoke that I was from Georgia. Huh? I don't hear it. Yeah. And I'm from, and I'm from Minnesota, and that's pretty close to Canada. Yeah, it is pretty. See, close. here's what I what I've learned about living in Georgia is that when I hear somebody with an accent, it's strange, because most people that are even from Atlanta uh-huh. don't have an accent. Yeah, I think it's international. You know. Yeah, I'm people. I'm starting to get that feeling. Okay, so David, here's here's what I'm asking people today, on a scale of one to ten. How convinced, one very, very low, okay. ten very high, how convinced are you of your religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs? Um, I don't know. I'd say at least over, wait, one was? One is not so much. Ten uh, is, I'm very convinced. I'm a sold out whatever you are. Okay, I would say probably eight. Seven, eight. eight. Yeah, seven and a half. That's pretty strong. Okay. It's like a C or a B minus even, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? And what are you, David? Um, Methodist. A Methodist. Okay, here's what I'd like you to do in the remaining moments that we have before you get to work. Uh-huh. I want you to convince me to be what you are. I like that you, you seem like a nice fellow. I want what you have. I'm asking you to convert me to Methodism. Can you do that? Um... Probably not. I think everyone's going to believe what they're going to believe, and that's one thing that I don't think it's my right to force it on anybody else. It's not asking you to force it. I'm asking you, so don't force it on me. Just compel me. Give me a reason or convince me. Um, I honestly don't know. I try to live my, live my life, you know, be a good person, be a good person to others, and... I think a lot of that has to do with me being a Methodist and the beliefs I have. So um, hopefully my actions would speak louder than my words. So I would say, if anything, if you hung around with me long enough, that you know I would want you to become that way and not have to convince you. What would be in it for me? Um, I don't know. Jesus in your heart. You know, believing in something and having some having faith in something. I think is just a good thing to have. And if it, I said, comforting. David, if I said to you, I've got belief in uh, in Hare Krishna. Okay. He's in my heart. Okay. I, I feel pretty good about that. Okay. Would you give me any other reason to convince me to become a Methodist? Probably not. Like I said, I'm not going to force it on anybody. I think that, you know what, in some way, maybe we're all believing in the same thing. It's just a different way of putting it. All right. Know? So. All right, dude. Hey, thanks for the chat. Yeah, man. Appreciate all right. it. Have a good one. See you. Goodbye. Ah, so typical, isn't it? And did you hear the battle cry? Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna force myself on anybody. I'm not gonna make anybody. I'm not asking you to make me. I'm asking you, please give me a reason. Tell me why. I'm. You almost have to beg somebody these days. The devil loves this whole tolerance intolerance business that you don't impose your beliefs on anybody because that's the meanest thing that you can do. It seems to be working a lot. And perhaps especially with that Methodist that we just talked to. It's Witness Wednesday. I'll be in. In the future, I'll bring an oxygen tank. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, isn't this groovy? Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon, was hit with an 
incendiary device, a preborn clinic in Miami, vandalized, and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet, the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today offering free loving Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. Please join the uh, literal battle for life. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. 2022 has brought incredible growth to Wretched and Gospel Partners Media. We've seen the launch of Transformed, our new biblical counseling show. We've also launched Breaking Bread, a new interview resource featuring Todd speaking with people like Phil Johnson, Daryl Harrison, Tim Challey, Justin Peters, Steve Lawson, and more in depth on a variety of topics facing the church today. And while we're ecstatic over these projects and others, nothing means more to us than you. Thanks so much for your ministry. Thank you. Praise God for you guys. Thank you for that. Wretched has encouraged just to share faith and, and get out there and actually do something. That's why we do what we do, and we have no plans of slowing down in 2023. And we invite you to join us in our efforts to preach the gospel, equip the saints, and strengthen the local church. Please remember Wretched as 2022 draws to a close, and we begin a new year and new opportunity to share the amazing gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word Wretched to the number 44321. No doubt many of your kitchen table conversations have involved health insurance. Mrs. Friel and I used to talk about it a lot, but not since we joined MediShare. Biblical health sharing. Over 400,000 Christians sharing each other's medical expenses so far to the tune of $4 billion. You can be confident they can handle your medical bills to an average family through MediShare will save approximately $500 per month and you'll be able to sleep at night. And right now they're waiving their application fee during the month of November, which just might be open enrollment time for you. Please, maybe it's time for you to reconsider how you protect yourself and family. To learn more about MediShare, visit MediShare.com slash wretched, MediShare.com slash wretched or call their nice folks, 844 844- 34 Bible 84434 Bible Books of the Bible Zechariah was a prophet who preached God's judgment, repentance, and the promise of salvation to the Jews returning from exile. He relays a series of apocalyptic visions focusing on the coming of Christ, the final salvation of God's people, and the final judgment upon sinners. Remember that Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of prophecy. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Witness Wednesday. It's Wretched Radio. And there's a guy sauntering. That's a saunter if ever I've seen it. Hey, young man, while you're sauntering, can I walk next to you and talk to you on the radio? Sure thing. Cool. How tall are you, man? I'm six foot four. No, because I think I'm taller than you. Now stand up straight. No slouching. Ah, you're tall. Yeah, we're about the same. What's your first name? It's Travis. Okay, Travis, this is what I want to ask you. Okay. All right? And you can you can take the time. You need to think this through. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being, no, nah, not so much. 10 being, oh, a ton. How convinced are you of your religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs? 
One, not so much. Ten. Ooh, I really am into it. Um, I guess I'd give it a an eight. Wow, that's a lot. That's pretty. Conv- that's pretty like. Yeah, pretty fairly, into it. Fairly convinced. Yeah. Fairly convinced. Okay, and what are you convinced of? What's your What's your religious thing or lack of religious thing? Yeah, I'm gonna have to tell you that I'm I'm not religious. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so you are an atheist or an agnostic? Uh, yeah, atheist. Wow. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, wait a second, though. If to, in order to be an atheist, let's do definitions. Okay. No God. Wouldn't you have to be a ten? Otherwise, anything less than a ten would be an agnostic. All right. Well, I'm a little bit agnostic then. Did you just okay. backslide on me? <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me, why are you an agnostic? <laughs> Better yet, let's do it this way. You ready for this? Okay. Travis, I, you're a tall guy. I like you. I want to be just like you. I want to be an agnostic, too. Convince me. I don't know. It's just something you have to feel for yourself and whatever you believe in. It's not something you have to be convinced. It's, you know, whatever you believe. So you your, your agnosticism is based on feelings? Pretty much. Really? Yeah. Not not is, your intellect so much? Is there something wrong with that? No, it's kind of surprising, though. Usually, agnostics or atheists, they tend to be empiricists. They tend to be scientific people. They tend to like to have some sort of logical way that they've concluded their thing. And it's not so feelings-based. Yeah, I mean, I'd say intellect has a little bit to do with it, but it's... Uh, I mean, I know, I know plenty of intellectual people that just have the I don't know, faith and belief in... God and religion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, I'm intrigued, Travis. So okay. more feelings-based has led you to agnosticism. What's going on? I don't know. To be truly religious and uh, have a certain religion you believe in, you would just, you know, you'd, you would feel it and you would know. Is that not the case? Um, like if, if you're a Christian, like uh, you feel like it just feels right and it's just something that you know. Actually, I'd say there's three. I happen to be a Christian, so there's. I think there's there's three components. One is the intellect, okay. and everything about it intellectually, it's satisfying. Okay. It also is. It emotionally is compelling, and it has also addressed my will, which is another aspect I think of our personality, and it's dealt with that. So for me, it's kind of threefold. So based on knowledge and will and emotions. Yeah, I've, I've got feelings, but my my feelings really come from knowledge. They just aren't just sort of mystical okay. moon dust sort of feelings. <laughs> okay. So, like, what knowledge what knowledge do the feelings come from exactly? What does that mean? Well, there's a couple of different places that it comes from. One would be everything that I see, okay. where I just, I, I, I can't get past their stuff. It had to come from somewhere. I just can't get past that. It doesn't come from nowhere. So there has to be something eternal. There has to be an unmoved mover. So that's part of the intellectual part of it. The Bible has a huge part for me okay. because it makes sense of all of life's big questions like, you know, who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How am I supposed to live while I'm here? And so it's satisfied all of those things. And so I would say creation in a general way, and the Bible specifically, has addressed my intellect. And from that... I have found it then to cause emotions and feelings that help me to sleep at night. So you, it sounds like, you never really had a religious feeling, therefore you've concluded agnosticism. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not, in, I wouldn't say that's like entirely the case, but for the most part, 
Okay, you know what? I bet I can get an emotion out of you. Okay. All right? I think I can do it. Try All right? Me. Would you consider yourself to be a good person? Uh, I would like... Yes. Yes, I would. All right. Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you. Okay. All right? How many lies do you think you've told in your lifetime? A lot. Uh, a lot. I don't know how many. Uh, a lot. Probably. Okay. Yes. So... I, if I told a lot of lies, what would you call me? What name would you give to me? I'd call you a liar. <laughs> a boy. <laughs> All right. How many things do you think you've stolen in your life? That, I mean, I imagine I have, but I'd like... <laughs> You're not like a holdup at a bank or something. Right, Just right. anything from your sister, your mom, whatever. All right. Yeah, I've downloaded some music, I guess. All right. So if you've stolen something, what does that make you? What name would you give that person? Sounds like a thief. Yes, sir. All right. A little trickier, a little bit more insightful. Lust, thought life, what's going on in your brain, X-rated thoughts, desires for women that, well, if your religious mother knew about, it would be a little on the awkward side. How many times mm, today do you think that you have done that? (laughs) Uh, More than I'd like to share. All right. Okay. So, by your own admission, you're a liar, you're a thief, and an adulterer at heart. Okay. That does not sound like a good person to me. It doesn't. All right. Now, let's just say your conscience agrees with me, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm not doing well. I've, I've coveted things. I wasn't a good child all the time. I was maybe gave some lip to my mom. I didn't do what I was told. And all kinds of deeds perhaps done in darkness that you wouldn't want to have the light shined on. Let's just say there's a God. And you died. And the books are open on the life of Travis. Everything. And everything you failed to do. Like, thank him for air, food, education, good times. All of the sins of omission and commission. The books are open on Travis. Would he find you innocent or guilty, Travis? I Sounds guilty, then. No. So if you're guilty, would God send you to heaven or would he send you to hell? I've heard that he would send me to hell. Yeah. Because you've broken his laws. Right. And it would be the right thing for a holy God to do because if he just went you know Travis seems like a pretty nice fellow I'm just for, going to forget about all those bad things that he did that wouldn't be just he would be unjust to just let a criminal go so that would be something that he'd have to do right okay okay I was trying to get an emotion out of you anything I got anything nothing. I got nothing 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 come on what do you know about hell <laughs> you have to know something yeah I've heard it's a pretty bad place yeah Okay, what happens in hell? Uh, fire and pain and yeah. damnation. Yes, eternal, conscious, physical torment. Forever. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 21. 21. Okay, so 21 years, you're in hell. And you are not 21 years closer to getting out because it goes on forever. Right. Does it concern you, though? It, it honestly doesn't. At all? No. Really? How come? Because I... I don't believe in hell. uh, Is there anything, though, in your conscience that says, you know, that seems right? Hell? Well, yeah, getting judged by God. I've done bad things. No, it it doesn't. Really? Yeah. Is it because you think overall you're a good person? Yeah, I like to think so. Yeah. I'm not saying saying that being an overall good person is... uh, like makes doing wrong things justifiable but you just don't believe it I don't how come (laughs) 
what, I guess it, it, uh, maybe maybe this will be helpful. What sort of evidence would you need to prove that God exists? What would it take for you? I'm honestly not sure. I mean, it's not like I'm out looking for evidence. Or I'm, would a universe be enough? A universe? Yeah. yeah. That he made Appar- all this stuff? Appar- apparently not. Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently <laughs> not. my answer for that. All right. Well, listen, dude, you got to scoop it. I got to just one thing before I go, because it would okay. break my heart to walk away. Should at any point in this day or in your life that your conscience starts to agree and it starts to resonate that, you know what, I have done bad things and doing nice things or pulling an A isn't okay. going to make up for my bad. Do you know what the Bible teaches God has done so you don't have to go to hell? Do you have any idea? About sending his, uh, his son yeah. to die for us? Yeah. To die for our sins. Yeah, you know that story? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Okay, it's called the gospel. Vaguely familiar. That Jesus, perfect God, perfect man, came to this earth to die for you on a cross, taking the full wrath of God the Father on your behalf. Yeah. He kept all the laws that you haven't kept. You've broken his laws, but he paid the fine for you on your behalf to demonstrate God's love for you, a sinner. And the Bible says if you'll repent, which means you got to agree with them, it's that intellectual part to you. Yep, he exists. Yep, I've broken his laws. Yep, that's what I deserve. But Jesus died and rose from the dead on my behalf. You say you're sorry and turn from your sins. Not that you suddenly become perfect, but you have a new attitude. Sins aren't small things anymore. They're terrible things, and you don't want them anymore. And you put your trust in his son. The Bible says if you do that, he'll adopt you as his child. He'll forgive all of your sins and grant you everlasting life. That's the good news of the gospel. And for whatever it's worth, Travis, no other religion teaches anything close to that. They all say try to do good. Make sure that you perfect yourself somehow and maybe you'll be rewarded. The Bible says just the opposite. You haven't done good. You failed completely. But Jesus fulfilled all righteousness on your behalf. So if you trust in him, that'll be credited to your account so that God can get all the credit for saving you and you don't get the credit for saving yourself. So maybe, just maybe, if you get an emotion in there someplace, <laughs> you're a gentleman. Thanks for the chat. Okay. And thanks for sauntering. I appreciated the pace. <laughs> All right, problem. man. See you. Goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. It's Witness Wednesday. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. As if it even needed to be put on a ballot for popular vote, Montana has decided not to provide life-saving care for babies born alive after an attempted abortion. Yeah, that's right. 58.4% of people who voted in Montana decided not to provide medical care for infants born alive after a botched abortion. Well, the ever-so-popular saying of woke equals broke tends to be holding true as Facebook has just announced the layoff of 11,000 employees in order for the company, as Mark Zuckerberg puts it, to become more efficient and leaner by cutting discretionary spending and extending a hiring freeze. As one news report put it, regardless of our feelings about Facebook, 11,000 people are dealing with now being unemployed. That's not good. And something else that's really not good and potentially could lead to their own layoffs have hit a two-year low after losses on their streaming platform. Shares have dropped 11% to their lowest level since March 2020. And to blame are the rising costs of Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus has attracted millions of subscribers with plans to launch an ad-supported tier next month. But analysts' expectations of profitability for Disney+, Plus missed the mark big time. Rather than being profitable, the streaming division will show a 1.5 
billion dollar loss in the fourth quarter. And speaking of woke, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis won his re-election bid for governor of Florida, and here is part of his victory speech. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers, and we reject woke ideology. As Governor DeSantis is fond of saying, Florida is where woke goes to die. More Ratchet Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 1545. The Council of Trent opens. Called by the Roman Catholic Church in response to the Reformation, it addressed abuses in the Catholic Church and further entrenched dogmas concerning the authority of the Pope, the need for works in salvation, and the saving nature of the Mass. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Alrighty, here, where am I? Okay, I'll tell you where I am. I'm at the Fuller E. Calloway Jr. Manufacturing Research Center building. You know what that means, don't you? Fuller E. Calloway Jr. had a lot of money to give away. Okay, wow. I don't like the building, Fuller. I'm sorry. This is this is one of those modern buildings. If you've ever been to Scotland, you go down the Royal Mile. It's old Scotland. It's just nothing but these old buildings. And down below is the Queen's Castle. I can't remember which one it was, but that's the one she was at, I think, when the news of Princess Di dying hit her. And she was in that gorgeous castle that's there. And right across the street is the hideous science museum, almost built like a poke in the eye, just a modernistic poke in the eye to traditional things. And the Fuller E. Calloway Jr. Manufacturing Research Center building is pretty much like that. Will these ever look good? Have you ever seen a building built in the 70s? Of course you have, because you remember it. It just screams 70s building. They're hideous. And they don't age or date very well. And the same thing is true with these kind of modern buildings. When, will, will, this, will this ever look good to anybody? Young man, sir. while you're walking, can I talk to you? On, wow, sir, that's sure. very formal. What's your, what's your first name, young man? Matt. Matt, nice to meet you. That's a Bible name, you know. Yes, sir. What does it mean? Uh, it's actually after Matthew, one of the 12 apostles. Uh-huh. So you must be a Christian. Yes, sir. You are. Here's what I'd like you to do, Matthew. Right. I'm, I'm not asking you to uh, put me on a rack or to torture me. Or to club me and force me into believing whatever you believe. Okay? No. I'm asking you to convert me to your religion. Would you do that for me, Matt? Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Mm, no. All right, well, oh, you put me on the spot here. I really don't know how I could do that. Uh, well, let's see. You, I think you called me without trying to call me it. I think you called me a sinner. If you want to take it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm kind of putting two and two together here. Okay. If Jesus died for my sins, that if I've sinned, then I must be a sinner. Okay. All right? Prove it. Prove that I'm a sinner. Wow. I don't know. I put me on the spot. I really don't, I don't know how I can do that. All right. Use the Ten Commandments on me. Alright, have you ever lied before? Good one. Yes, I have, as a matter of fact. Have you ever stolen anything before? Yes, sir, I've done that too. Okay. I'm trying to think of one. Obviously, I hope you haven't murdered anybody. No. <laughs> okay. 
I've said some pretty nasty things. Does that count? Yes. Uh huh. So yeah. I guess I've I've murdered have it in my heart. Idols before God. Meaning, uh, have you made anything more important in your life that you center your life around it? I guess. Mm, probably. Yeah. I actually don't have all ten memorized, so I feel... Oh, that's four of them. I guess that would make me a sinner, wouldn't it? Well, I hope you haven't committed adultery, so... That's the fifth one, right? But what if I've lusted in my heart? Oh, okay. Alright. Yeah. That would that would be adultery of the heart, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah. Even, even if I'm not married, that would be adultery of the heart, wouldn't it? I don't know all of them. Alright. But that'll do. That's five okay. of them, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm a sinner. So aren't I just like everybody else? Exactly. Yeah. So are, do I really need to worry about it? Everybody else is a sinner too. Uh, everybody should be worried about it. Why should, why should they be worried? Because... So what if we're sinners? Well, if you have not accepted Christ in your heart, you're going to hell, so... Why? Because God sent Christ to this earth to free us of our sins, and he died on the cross for us. So that we are able to go to heaven if we believe in Him in our heart. Okay, and if I if I don't have my sins forgiven, what happens to me? Then you go to hell. Huh? For breaking those laws. Exactly. Okay, so let's. So suddenly, I'm interested in, in Jesus. All of a sudden. Okay. Okay. Who is He? He is the Son of God. Okay. And He did what exactly? He died on the cross for our sins. Uh huh. All right, so am I good to go? If you accept Jesus into your heart, I don't know what that Lord means. What does that mean? If you admit that you're a sinner and believe that He's your Lord and Savior and confess that He is, then you're a Christian. That sounds like repentance to me. Exactly. So I need to repent. Is that it? Yes, sir. Okay, so I say I'm sorry. I turn from my sins and I put my trust in Jesus. Then what happens? Then you can become a Christian. That's it, huh? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you've done that? Yes, sir. When did you do that? Oh, see. It's about four or five years ago. How old are you today? I am 18. 18 years old, so about 14? Yes, sir. All right. So has your life been radically different since you were 14? Um, It's been pretty different, I'll admit that. No? Yeah. So are, have, you been, have you been living like a Christian for four years? I've tried to. I'll admit that I'm I'm not the best, but I've tried to. When was the last time you read your Bible? Last Sunday. At church? Yes. Okay, take church out of it. When was the last time you read your Bible all by yourself? Oh, it's been a long time. Really? Yes, sir. I'll, I'll admit I've, I've put that off. I really need to get back into doing that, but... I couldn't tell you the last time. Do you have a girlfriend by any chance? No, I do not. Have you ever had a girlfriend? Yes, sir. Okay. If you wrote a bunch of letters to your girlfriend and she never read them, what would you think about her feelings toward you? I'd be pretty hurt. Pretty hurt. Yeah. And I'd think that she doesn't care, so... Right on. And you don't read your Bible? I see where you're going with that. (laughs) Yeah. Here's Here's a tricky word for you. This Jesus of yours, is he precious to you? Yes. So if I gathered all your friends together and I said, tell me what is the most important thing in Matthew's life, they would say Jesus. 
Some of them. Some? What would the others say? It's a tough one. I guess there has to be school right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're 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 sure though you've repented and put your trust in Jesus. Okay. Cool. All right. Here's a little, here's a, I happen to be a Christian by the way. Okay. I hope that wasn't deceptive. I was just wanting to hear how you might try to convert me. Okay. See see if you had your your theological ducks in a row. This was very helpful for me and very very convicting for me. No Bible, no breakfast. If I've got time to eat food in the morning, I've got time to feed my soul. Oh, okay. God's Word feeds us and it keeps us planted like a tree by a river so that we are always nourished and we don't wobble in the wind. And if I've got time to feed my face, I've got time to read God's Word. Okay. So I kind of lost the excuse of I'm just too busy because when I went to eat and I hadn't read my Word, it was like, oh, you got to get on that and do the thing that's more important. So maybe that'll convict you too. Hmm. All right? No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. Because Job said he esteemed God's word more than his daily food. It was more important than that. Because, dude, how long have you been going to school here? Uh, I'm actually a freshman, so All right. since Sunday, August. Okay, so you've been, you've been going for a few months. So you know already the temptations that are here. Yes, sir. I mean, the computer alone is a potential black hole for you. Women, drugs, whatever it is that's here. And, dude, if you don't feed yourself, you're, you're going to go down. All right? So make sure you do what most kids here aren't doing, and that is getting that word, because I'm telling you, uh, you don't want to be a statistic, and you don't want to spend the rest of your life living with really nasty regrets. That's true. All right? Hey, pleasure to meet uh, you, young thank man. You. Thanks thank very, much. You very much. Okay, see you, Matthew. Goodbye. Would you please think about, you don't have to, you don't have to do this because should, nobody should be pistol whipped into doing something, but would you please think about a campus ministry? Matthew here, nice kid boy, I wish you could see his face. Woofta! I wish you could see his face. Willing to listen to a guy like me, complete stranger, and clearly could use a little prod here, a little push there, a little teaching there, some encouragement along the way. And those types of kids are on the campus too. Now, overall, you're running to heathens <laughs> when you're out here. Wow, is this building ugly? I'm telling you. Whew, different side, same ugly. There's a, there's, there's a lot of heathens on the college campuses, but there are some young people here who are at least church going there you know who knows whether they're genuinely saved or not you hope that they are but they sure could use some mentoring some helping some what's that word i'm looking for oh yes discipling and so you could come to a campus and you could be witnessing to the heathens and you could be discipling those who are saved because they need it I'm telling you, they get sent here, and we've seen the statistics. I think we would agree if they backslide that dramatically, they never slid forward in the first place. But the statistics are horrifying for the kids here. They 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 end up taking a, a spiritual dive bomb and they go into they go into the prodigal son pigsty and do terrible things and then live with terrible regrets. So maybe just maybe 
if you have a heart for the kids, it's something that you can do. You'll want to think about a campus ministry because there's an awful lot of kids. No matter who you walk by, they're either saved or not saved, and either one could use you. So why don't you think about it? It is Witness Wednesday. We're at Georgia Tech. It's a lovely fall day. Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited, and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles, and the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines, but they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Master's Academy International. Thanks for joining us on Wretched Radio today. Have you had the opportunity to check out Season 1 of Transformed? It's like nothing else you'll find on Christian TV. You get the opportunity to be a fly on the wall as you witness real biblical counseling sessions that tackle issues like anxiety and depression and OCD and substance abuse. You'll see how biblical counseling gets to the heart of issues. Transformed is changing lives. And don't just take my word for it. Thank you guys so much for Transformed. Transformed has literally changed my life. Dr. Greg Gifford and Dale Johnson and do a masterful job with Transformed. Season 1 is available now at Transformed.org. Season 2 is currently in development as well as Transformed Couples. And all of this is only made possible by our gospel partners. If you're not currently a gospel partner, check out Wretched.org slash donate to get answers to any question you may possibly ever have about becoming a gospel partner. That's Wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. 200. That's right. 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel. They're getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. The church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at Tomorrow Clubs org slash wretched know your church fathers Irenaeus was an apologist and disciple of Polycarp who was a disciple of the Apostle John he served as the Bishop of Lyon and wrote against heresies a refutation of Gnosticism and Docetism in which he demonstrated the coherence and necessity of the Incarnation this is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. 
We are at Georgia Tech trying to encourage young people to convert me. Because I think, and we've heard this clearly, haven't we? Nobody's willing to ever try to convert anybody. Because it's just not nice. And I can't help but think, a la screw tape letters, that this has been a brilliant plan by the devil to use it as this this way to not have to evangelize. Because let's face it, it's scary, is it not, to evangelize? And to have any sort of escape mechanism, we're gonna we're inclined to take it because well we'd rather not, but we have to. Let's see if this young man will talk to me. Excuse me, young man. May I talk to you on the radio while you're walking to wherever you're going? Sure. Where are you from? Uh, Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Really? I'm curious. What's it like there? Uh it's kinda of poor. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's getting better now. Is it? Why is it getting better, do you think? I have no idea. What is the, what's the economy? What's the political system? Socialist, communist? Just uh, communist. Communist. Yeah. Do you think that's maybe why it's poor there? I think so. What is the religion there? Uh, Buddhism. Yeah. Uh, Catholic. Yeah. And uh, another couple kind of uh, religion. I have no idea. What are you? I'm a uh, Buddhism. You're a Buddhist. Yeah. Terrific. Would you do me a favor? Tell me, why should I consider becoming a Buddhist? Would you do that for me? Uh, I have no idea about that. Uh, my family, usually my family is uh, religious, but not me. I'm in the family, but I'm not So really you grew up maybe a kind of Buddhist, but not so much these days. Yeah. I see. Okay. <laughs> so you ha- have you tried to figure out what religion is true? Uh... No, because I think every religion is good for everybody, I think, because they teach you how to do stuff right and how to treat the people good. I think that's, that's all. Okay. But do you, do you think that all religions are true? Yeah. I'll but they're also different. How can they all be true? Uh, I don't know. They, they believe in different goddess but uh, the main point is they teach you they teach the the people how to live right and how to uh, treat the people good well I'm just trying to think okay I can think of one religion where that isn't the main point Christianity I don't think that's the main point of Christianity I'm a, I'm a Christian and I don't think that's the main point of Christianity surely I'm not interested in religion so that's why <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm did not pay attention on how many religions uh, do we have around or mm-hmm. what they're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure about that. What it, what it teaches? Yeah, the, the Christianity isn't about teaching us so much how to live. It's more about... How to be reconciled. Do you know what that word means? Reconciled? Yeah. How to be reconciled to God. That's that's more about what Christianity is about. Because Christianity teaches, and I think you would agree, man has a problem. Man has a problem in that we have done things that are wrong. We've done things that are bad. And if God judges us based on how we've been living we are going to be in big trouble because he's holy and he's perfect 
and he's righteous and he's just and if he gave every man what we deserved we'd be in big trouble and so Christianity goes about teaching how we can be reconciled to this God who is mad at sinners would you consider yourself to be a good person Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, not all the time. Not all the time. All right. What are you doing those other times? What's going on? Let me ask you, how many lies do you think you've told in your life? What do you mean? How many lies? Yeah, lies. Um, untruths. You've been dishonest. Oh. A lot. A lot? <laughs> yeah, when all I right. was young. Okay. Yeah. How many things do you think you've stolen in your lifetime? No. Downloading music, maybe? No, I haven't. No? Good for you? Yeah. How's about something just taking candy from your siblings or money no, from no, your parents? No, but nothing, I ever. I haven't. I haven't stole anything. Good for you. Because that's really strict in my family. If we stole anything from anyone, it doesn't matter in family or outside of the family. Big trouble. The big punishment. All right. I think, yeah. I, I, think I got one for you, though. Lusting. Do you know what lusting is? Yeah. How many times a day do you think you do that? <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay. Not how many times, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's say that if God judged you for everything that you've done, all the bad things, mm-hmm. all the times when you weren't being good and you were being bad, mm-hmm. whatever those things are, and add to that the things that you haven't done, like thank him. You haven't been grateful for food, clothing, family, and education. All the things that he's done, providing air for you to breathe. If he judged you, would he find you to be a good person or a guilty person? I think half and half. <laughs> half and half. Yeah. Well, but doesn't guilt mean that you are a bad person? I don't think I'm a bad person, yeah, but I'm not really sure that I'm a good person. <laughs> well, imagine a criminal who is standing before a judge, mm-hmm. and let's say he broke the law, let's call it 12 times. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, judge, I, I'm not always breaking the law. Sometimes I do good things. What would the judge say to him? <laughs> You're guilty. Yeah, he is guilty. That's See, again the law. See, that's, that's, that's our problem right there. Okay? We're, we're guilty. Yeah, that, that guy, we are. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Christianity tries to address. How can we be made right with a God who is mad at us because we're guilty of breaking his laws? That's, that's the big issue in Christianity. What, what, what is your religion? I, I, I'm a Christian. You're a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, before you, before you wander away... So you have something to think about as you try to figure out what is true, because that's the important thing. It's there's a lot of, of religions out there, but the, really the question is which one is true? Because they teach different things. They can't all be true because they contradict each other. Buddhism teaches that when you die, if you are good, you will be reincarnated to a higher level. Yeah. And then ultimately. But didn't the Christian do the same thing, right? Nope. No. Nope. No reincarnation. No. You don't believe in that? Not reincarnation. Uh-oh. You die one time, you get judged one time. That's it? That's it. Yep. So what's you going to be after you die? Nothing. No, we've got a spirit. We've got a body, uh-huh. and we've got a spirit. 
and our body's going to stay in the ground at least for a while. And our soul, we will be judged by God for how we've lived on earth. And the books will be opened up on our lives, and God will judge us for everything that we've done. And if you are found to be guilty, he's got to punish you, and he'll send people to hell. But he's a good God, and he's a kind God, and he wants to save you, and he wants Mm -hmm. to save me and this guy right behind us. He wants to save it. So you going to stay up now? Well, here's why, though. Not because I've done more good than you. That's not why. Because I've I've done more sins than you have. But the gospel... Not really. (laughs) Oh, I'm guessing. Trust me on this. But the gospel says that God is just and he is good. And he did something so that you and I don't have to go to hell. He sent his son, who is fully God, Jesus Christ. That's where we get Christianity from. Christ and Christianity. Jesus Christ to live a perfect life, to take the punishment that you and I deserve, to die on a cross. Have you ever heard that story? Jesus dying on a cross? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, dying on a cross. What was happening there was sort of like a court case. You've broken God's laws, but Jesus was paying your fine for you. God's anger was being poured out of him on your behalf so that you could be forgiven of your sins and go to heaven. Not because you're a good man, but because you're a bad man who's been forgiven by a good God. And that way, everybody can point to Jesus for forever and say, Wow, he is amazingly kind. He died for sinners. No God has ever done that. He's the only true God, and he died for you and me, that we could be reconciled to God and go to heaven because of what he's done. No reincarnation. Live once, die once, get judged once. That's the good news. All right. Now I'll talk to you. Goodbye. Yo, man, see you. Nope. Didn't get to repentance and faith. But he had to walk away. Well, I guess he didn't have to, but he chose to. (laughs) He did listen, though. Now, I, I didn't get to say repentance and faith. Does that mean he's going to hell? No, and here's why. Because if he understands the law, if he understands his guilt, if he understands that he's going to be judged, if he understands that Jesus died for him, a sinner, then the right response is repentance and faith. So while we love to proclaim it and explain it, because there's a fair amount of confusion out there, an individual who is being converted by God is going to respond that way. Because that's the natural response. And it's a response to his kindness. Not a response to his wrath, but a response to his kindness. Just like anybody who had wronged somebody, when they understood that somebody's kindness, you don't need to tell them to say they're sorry. You don't need to tell them to never do it again. They'll just do it because it is the right response. So, all we can do is proclaim it. And until tomorrow... Go serve your king.